middle call. Heavy, hey. Happy Valentine's Day. Everybody. Uh, sorry, John. I mean, to those who celebrate. Uh, it's great to see you. I'm Guy. That's John. This is our uh, podcast. If you are listening to the podcast on the internet or however you get your podcast, phenomenal. You control time. That's the beauty of podcast. The consumer is in charge when it comes to the podcasting game, John. And uh, also, hello to YouTube. If you're watching live on YouTube, great. Eat, sleep, rate, review. Uh, I heard a song called Eat, Sleep, Rave, Repeat. Eat, sleep, it's like, eat, sleep, rave, repeat. Eat, sleep, rave, repeat. I was like, eat, sleep, rate, review. That'd be a good. It's not a bad. Could you get the DJ's name? Get a hold of him? Uh, This is one of the famous ones, you know. Was that the one that he did uh, the uh, CGI or the AI Eminem's voice? You hear that one? No. He like, well, it's just like, Let's rave all night, but he just used Eminem's voice, and I started oh. thinking, this AI thing. If I'm a famous guy, especially a musician, I'm yeah. not going to let you just steal my voice for long. That's one of those that you're not just going to be able to use that for things without paying the piper, are you? I, I mean, how do you? How how? I don't know, how, but somebody's voice doesn't have to sound for it to be their voice. It was. It sounded. If you oh. close your eyes, you wouldn't have known. I. Like, are you allowed to hire Frank Caliendo to do an Eminem rap? Like a verse? Like, I wrote this verse for Eminem on my album, but Eminem cost $8 million. But Caliendo will do Eminem for $25,000. Is that allowed? It feels a little different than a computer program that's going to start profiting. And they're, you know, a little Napster, Metallica drummer. There feels like a moment, my guess, the next couple of years of someone fucking drawing the line, right? <laughs> Because the voice, it sounded so you're exactly people, like you saying people are doing that a lot. Like no, using- but it's but once I heard it, I'm like, oh, I could see this becoming yeah. a major issue. Right, major like, issue. A, a Tupac verse, you know, that he never wrote. Yeah, I, I could just see some famous musicians. The, the there's just too much money in the line, you know, for streaming and stuff. There's some guy just slanging a mixtape out of his trunk. He's like, oh yeah, it's me, Eminem, Dre, Tupac, Too Short, E40. It's a long track, and uh, Nate Dogg. Well, did you see Rihanna today? Added 3 million Instagram follows, followers yeah. just over the week. Top 10 songs on Spotify or whatever. You know, however X many streams, like what that was worth to her was a lot. Super Bowl rating went up. I read The rating was a 113, but it went up to 118 at halftime. It's a lot of people. Halftime showed bigger than the game. A lot of people. Or people, what was like NBA playoff games last year? Like 7 million? Uh, well, that sounds high. Maybe it was the finals got to like thirteen, but it was, I remember being like, "Ah, this Celtics Warriors kind of feels kind of low." Yeah, at a, a National World Series, football will do like nineteen at its best, probably eighteen, seventeen, sixteen in that range. Yeah. So the NFL is just waving goodbye to them all. Bye bye to everybody. Yeah. When I saw the Rihanna numbers, I said, "There can't be a business." that has been better when it comes to sports for every single person that is indirectly involved with them. That is more beneficial right now than football. Well, it's why I laugh when people are like, Oh, Amazon only 9 million per game failure. As if it's not going as if this won't be the low watermark for Amazon, as if it won't get bigger every year for Amazon, because someone made the joke and it's true. 
It's the only thing that still rates like it's 1975. The only thing. It's the only thing that cuts through the noise the way things used to. And you can make a lot of money not cutting through the noise the way it used to be. You can that's still fine. Yeah. But the only thing that cuts through the noise the way it used to be is the NFL is the is the NFL's the Super Bowl or regular weekend. Well, to me, what's crazy is like college football is clearly number two. Like college football, yeah. numbers wise, is the number two sport in America. Yeah. Like the, the All Star Game, and I'm not. I always feel like I'm shitting on basketball. I grew up like you, like most people in this country that are our age, loving it because of Michael Jordan. You tell me the All Star Games right around the corner, which I'm. I think it's this week or next well, week. Well, I did a radio hit on Salt Lake City today, and they're like. The producer called me. Hey, I was like, oh, he's all just going to rip the All-Star game. And I'm like, is it there? He's like, oh, yeah, man. I'm like, oh, cool, cool. <laughs> so it's probably next week. I think it's this I, weekend. I think it's well, this it, weekend, isn't it? I, I mean, I I doubt I watch any of it. I'll check in because I like their new scoring. I do think the scoring is cool. Do they still do that thing where it's like... Uh, yeah, but I don't even just mean the game. I just mean the whole thing. Like, if you tell me I watched a little bit of the game, yeah, maybe it's like flipping oh, around. But Yeah, the only thing I'll check in sometimes if I'm is the three-point contest. Is Clay in it? I doubt it. Well, then uh, maybe not then. They should do a three-point co- NBA All-Star, just podcasters. <laughs> Draymond gets to play, but it's like Steven Jackson, Matt Barnes, J.J. Redick. <laughs> Podcast. podcast. Yeah, it's not, not a bad idea. Not a bad Raja Bell, I think, has one. Raja Bell, Igadala, although not available. Injured. Uh yeah, uh, uh, what's the guy that does the pod with with uh Evan Turner? Uh, Evan Turner. Yeah. Uh I guess you, you could even go like NBA NBA guys versus NFL guys, and then you could oh yeah. A lot of NBA a lot of NFL the Kelsey's Will Compton, <laughs> Greg Olson, Sherm. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm on to something here, man. You might be. You might be. <laughs> I think I'm on to something. Uh, other news of the day, John. And, uh, you know, if you're watching the YouTube, you get to see this stuff. By the way, our podcast is down in the YouTube description. And uh, if you're listening to the podcast, the YouTube link is in the description. And get back to the mailbag uh, to leaving us reviews on iTunes. Five star review. We appreciate it. Leave us a question, uh, even if you don't five star it. You know, we still usually answer, read the question, and uh, um, you know, we'll, we'll do some mailbags here coming up. Couple, a uh, couple things that are going on around the internet, John. The new bases, Major League Baseball's new bases are debuting at spring <laughs> training, and uh, they're bigger. They're bigger than the old bases. So a lot of photos on the internet of the new bases. There's uh, compared to the old bases, I'd say that's uh, it's bigger, bigger bases, John. Closer plays, bang, bang plays. <laughs> Hustle down the line there, Mickey Mantle. Sort of say I might attend my first ever spring training game. Here oh, in yeah, like a month. Yeah, you know, girlfriend's mom's coming to town. She's, you know, I, it's weird. You get so numb to things. I was like, I've been to a couple spring trainings, I don't think I ever went to a game. Maria really wanted to go. So, like, she kept wanting to, and honestly, she was kind of mad at me by the end. And then I realized, like, she likes the NFL. She's a big Niner fan. Like, wanted to go to the NFL experience. I'm like, oh my god, I don't <laughs> yeah. want to. And then we I'm realized, laughing, like, a lot laughing because I know how much. But a lot of people like it's it's kind of cool, you know. And you know, we went to the ESPN kind of. They had a strip, and I I took two steps. I'm like, god damn, they have, like live music, here. like that type of deal. Yeah, and like Stephen A's up there, and I mean, I I get it, and she it's not even that she knows she just wanted like, where's Debo? I'm like, he's not here, you know. 
I think she thought like George Kittle be walking around. Yeah, it's just yeah. like you know Billy from Philly walking around. Uh, yeah, she go to spring training. We should uh, take take that conversation offline, uh, as they say in the meeting biz. Sportsgossip.com made the uh, made the internet buzz for a little bit on Friday. A lot of people tagged us in this tweet of Mark Davis bald. This was also a big uh, big story on Tuesday, John. Uh, multiple photos of uh, Mark Davis bald after doing some internet sleuthing. Which what have you determined? Not true. Fake. Oh. It's uh, it's photoshopped. That hurts. Because I can tell you, I saw it and I thought works. Not a terrible look, but it's 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 hard good. as a light if you're a light um, haired person, right? Then you if you're blonde or you have red hair, your eyebrows are going to be thinner or whatever. Harder to see. I, I called bullshit because I saw enough pictures last week of like him with Max Crosby and Devontae Adams at like uh, the Fanatics guys party, and he just had his normal look going. So I, 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 Rick, Rick, Rick Rubin or whatever. Yeah, Rick. Billy Rubin or whatever who does throw. I mean, goddamn, he gets a lot of people at his party. I mean, I mean, his party from every owner's there, every sweet player's there, NBA guys are there. Fuck, I Gavin Newsom somehow weaseled his way in there. Uh, it's just fuck. It's just every, every Roseman's there taking pictures, which makes sense because Ruben's a Philly guy. So, but yeah, I mean, it was that party was the who's who uh, of the weekend for sure. The thing Drake about, was there. Who Drake? Drake was there. Yeah, was there. Devonte Adams, hey, DJ Crowley. I think he like all those guys were playing at the party. I, I I saw somebody talking about the list of guys. Do you get paid, you think, if you're scheduled for the Eagles party and then there's no party? They still throw one. Oh, that's cool. Um, the thing about Marcus, he's not actually – he's got long hair. Like, he can grow his hair out, right? It's not like he needs – I don't know what other hairstyles he can do besides the one he has if he wanted to – I mean, guy, there is a chance it's a wig. Do something different? Um, I don't know. It looks pretty na- – you think it's a wig? It looks pretty natural. Like, it sits low. You know, it sits low. Wouldn't shock me. I mean, I I wouldn't bet a thousand dollars it's a wig, but if you told me like, do you know that Mark Davis has a wig? Like, I'd be like, yeah, I could see that. When I say a wig, just like a, a piece or you know, glued, right? Not plugs. Uh, yeah, like I I, I think that the really sides probably real higher than what he has. You know? I think that I think the technology is. I don't know. I, I think techno. You think wig technology? For men, wig is the wrong word. Like whatever the pieces are now. I mean, I they can sew that sucker in. When you got a lot of cash, you go to the best of the best that they get it on. I think it just sits on your head for. I mean, they might have an apparatus that just stays on your head for like a month. You know, or you You shower with it. I think they sew the thing to your dome. Maybe exactly. All right, John. Before we go any further, let's tell the people we are brought to you by our friends at Sleep Number. Sleep Number dot com slash ham sleepnumber.com slash ham that's where you go to discover special offers for a limited time yeah get your sleep number bed you need a great bed a great bed is listen our, our listeners are and we probably got some in their teens but once you get a real job once you become a professional so check I, I think one thing like there are a couple things you need to splurge on and to me a real bed is one of those right when you're in college you get a crappy bed whatever you become professional. You get in your late twenties, your thirties, especially if you you know you have a significant other. But if you're single, like get a real bed, make it a king bed. Go to sleepnumber.com slash ham. I've had one. I've had one for a long time because you need to get a good night's sleep every day. You got to get up, pound the pavement, get to work, 
and it's easier to uh, you know not just be more clear-headed, have more energy. You just feel better about yourself, better night sleep. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. Whether you like to sleep a little softer like John, sleep numbers 40, or me, a little firmer, sleep numbers 55. You can also see your biometrics and how well you're sleeping with the Sleep IQ technology. That's huge. Choose proven quality sleep from Sleep Number so you can be your best self for yourself and for those you care most about. Discover special offers for limited time at your local Sleep Number store, sleepnumber.com slash ham. Got to love like a young professional. You know, he's like finally gets a little cash making $900 payments on, on the cheap Mercedes. Yet he's got like an old couch and a crappy bed. And it's like, bro, you spend most of your time on that couch and in that bed. Like you're spending your money in the wrong place. Yeah, nothing like the entry-level Mercedes. What would you say things worth spending money on you learned as you got older in life? Like simple things. Underwear and oh. socks are on my list. Like I will – you underwear and socks. Hi, yeah, I'm not a huge underwear guy, you know, So, uh, but I really could only consistently wear it to the gym. Uh, I would say clothes that fit right. Yeah. You feel better in. Yeah. Uh, that's a good question. If you don't love it, it's staying on the rack. That's what I've learned. It, you know, something on sale is still money out of your pocket. I have to think about that one. I don't. My habits really haven't changed over the over the years. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, underwear and socks. That's what comes to mind for me. A life of getting underwear and socks for Hanukkah, maybe. Uh, socks, I'm kind of hit or miss. Like I have some nice, you know, socks and some some socks. It's like, yeah, I probably could throw these away. I'm talking athletic. Okay. I'm not dress well, dress socks, whatever. I'm just there's nothing worse than ankle socks that will not stay that will not stay. Yeah, up. yeah, yeah. I, I I agree with that. Like that is, I totally agree with that. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's about it. That's as far as I, I, I give Amazon. I give I give Amazon a lot of my business. I don't know. <laughs> I spend my money on now. Everything else is looking around. Pro- problem is, the older you get, you know, and you go commando, you know, you got to do the, you got to do a little shake, shake because you don't want to look down there and you got a couple dribbles. You're like, right. It was water. <laughs> so that's, that's one thing to keep an eye on. Yeah. Good vacuum. Yeah. I, I would say cleaning supplies. Definitely cleaning supplies. Something you just, you know, I like living in. Uh, you become, you know, you purchase a place. I think you become a little more cognizant of like, why Why do I, uh, you know, use the Swifter every day, you know, whatever, you know, you, you take a little more ownership. I just think the older you get, you take more ownership and everything you have because you pay for it all, you know? Right. It's like, dad, I get it. You know, <laughs> TP, your dad, like dads don't care what TP their kids are using. But if you're buying it for yourself, you care, right? I, I'm a wet wipe guy. I Absolutely. That would be one thing if I was like building a house from scratch. Would you know? I would have no problem going with a a bidet. A bidet, yeah. I thought you were gonna say a wet wipe dispenser. I was like, that's never wouldn't be opposed to that either. Now I do think they make the toilet that has the the button. You know? Did Juan Madrano have a bidet? He Davis did. Yeah. He did. Yeah. And never Fry used Fry got one. I remember. Mm. First time you do, you like look down. You're like, what the fuck is this? A sink? You get shot in the face. You know. <laughs> I remember. Uh, all right, John, a lot to get into today. Uh, Eagles and Niners will play again in 2023. This game will be at the length. Niners will play nine road games next year, so NFC gets a little harder for everybody in the NFC. Nine road games, eight home games. I've seen a lot. I've gotten a lot of people sending it to me. I've seen the last couple of days, Instagram, Twitter, CBS Sports, has put together all these clips of the Eagles losing with class. And... Um, 
I think we have a good shot of Eagles Niners, not just being a good game, but maybe becoming a little something. That game's going to have some juice. Debo, somebody might get in a shoving match. Um, AJ Brown luckily hasn't tweeted at Debo like he tweeted at Juju today for being dumb on on Valentine's. But the Eagles losing with quote unquote losing with class has been kind of a Philly story these last few days, which I, I've watched. I'm not against it. I've watched Kelsey and I, they've handled themselves really well. Uh, Bradbury, you know, hurts all that, but seems like people are comparing them a lot. Well, the, the games weren't the same, you know, I mean, the, the games weren't the same. The, yeah. Did he was James Bradbury classy after the game when he said I held and take responsibility, or is that just like what a high level guy does? Cause I, I would just say that's a pretty impressive guy. I, just in, in a vacuum, regardless of the team, would every guy in the Niners have said that? I don't know. Would every guy in the league have said that? Probably not. Like I, I would just give James Bradbury the credit, right? And I think for the most part, the Eagles, like the Niners, have a high-level team. I don't see the Niners going talking madness at all beside this individual game. Like they, They're not a team that talks shit about other people. It's honestly a little out of character in terms of like they, they don't treat every week like this. So I'd say the reason they're doing this is because they were fucking shell-shocked by their quarterback getting hurt. And you and I keep going back to put the blame on the coach for the play call. But I, I do understand, like, Debo had a tweet, I think, right before the game, was like, what do you guys expect me to say? Like, we're going to lose? They keep getting asked about it because it's one of the biggest stories in the league. Now, what I think is going to be very, very interesting, will they come? Debo down? told Adam Shine they would have won by double digits. Yeah, well, he's the one talking the most, Yeah, you know? And I said this when, when George took his, like, subtle shot, Debo can fucking back it up, Right. There is no one on the Eagles, just like there's no one in the league that he's like intimidated by or doesn't think that he can't beat in a one-on-one situation. But this is where I would say to like, okay, it's kind of over. Not all your teammates can cash those checks, right? They, they just can't. They, they can't all cash and back up what Debo's saying. So I, this is obviously going to come up the week they play, but I, – I, I think you mentioned this when we talked the other day. Like, is this something they're going to calm down a little bit about, like in the offseason? Is this going to be something consistently talked about? Because the Eagles are, you know, kind of a big story in terms of they're the NFC champs and they're a team you're going to play. And they're, you know, the best team, I would say, in the league, right? In terms of like you're equal in the conference. No one else is. We've seen them play the Cowboys, who are, you would say, the top three tier the last couple of years. Now that the Rodgers is kind of probably going to get traded have been the Eagles, the Cowboys, and the Niners. But the Niners have played the Cowboys twice when they've been really good, and they beat them both times at home and on the road. Like the Niners didn't – the Eagles team they played last year was not the Eagles team that even ended the season, let alone the team we saw this year. So part of the reason I just feel like they were really disappointed was they just didn't get a shot to play them as a real team, which I understood. Yeah. We all Um, got screwed. Even if they were going to lose whatever, I just want to see the game. You know, the Eagles and Niners, now that the Eagles have lost the Super Bowl, are kind of in the same boat in the sense of all of their players who are coming back, the franchise, the coaches, the whole thing. And, and obviously, they're kind of in the same boat and they have coaches to replace, too. But they're in the same boat in the sense that they both have to deal with failure. You know, like their last game failed. I'm not calling the Eagles a failure or the Niners, really. But they both have to try and take the way their season ended and not allow it to become a hangover, which sometimes can happen to teams. 
Uh, it happens to teams when they win too. So it's always it's there's always a mental challenge, no matter if you won or you lost. But both of them have the same challenge now, which is we don't like the way the season ended. What do we turn it into? And if we dive in, they were different. The Eagles were right there with a lead in the Super Bowl. The 49ers felt like they didn't get to even compete in the game. But they both ha- they both are in the same conference with the same challenge. Like, we were close. Do we have the, the wherewithal to try it again? Because it's a long road. I don't know if you saw the interview Fred Warner did. He said that he had Post-it notes all over his house that said, we will win the Super Bowl. Or we're going to Super Bowl 57, one of the two. I think maybe it said, we'll win Super Bowl 57. All You're season saying he long, did this at... He had these post-its all around. We will win fifty Super Bowl 57. And I could see like all the, you know, all the weightlifting sessions, all the OTAs, all of the practices, all of the everything that you put in, the hours you watch film, and it fails. And you have you have to get you have to ask yourself, like, do I want to do that again? And of course the answer is yes, I want to do it again. But can you give it everything you got again? They're they're both in the same boat. And uh, my point on the Niners this whole time has just been. I hope they don't spend their whole offseason thinking they got screwed. They caught a bad break. That's true. But I hope they don't spend the whole offseason thinking we got screwed because they, they lost the game. Lost yeah, I mean, I, I think there were four teams that when their season ended all differently that just went like, God damn, right? And I would say it would be the Cowboys, the Niners, because when the Niners beat the Cowboys, like the Cowboys have to leave that game, especially half their team going, God damn, what else you want us to do? Like, we're fucking legit. Like, our defense, we're Super Bowl-level defense. The Bengals, obviously, the way that they lost to the Chiefs, right? And the Eagles and the Niners. Like, because all these teams, you would say the Bills, but they got their ass kicked. It might have just been they just ran out of juice from a crazy season. But there's always going to be a group of four or five teams that can win the Super Bowl if a bounce goes right and they don't have yeah. an injury, right? Yeah. Yep. And that's pretty clear. There's a tier in football where the Niners are lucky that there, there's there are three teams in the NFC, I would say, going into this season, assuming Rodgers gets traded, that if they don't make the playoffs, it's an epic failure. It's the Eagles, the Cowboys, and the 49ers. Like, they have absolutely no business not to be in the playoffs. I don't, you don't know have to win the division, but you have to be playing in a seven-team playoffs in the, in, the, in the playoffs. Unacceptable for any one of those three teams, right? I don't know if anyone else would say that about the Vikings. Because their division? Yeah, maybe. Their defense is fucking terrible. How much do they stand their quarterback? Someone DM'd me the other day. I'm a big Vikings fan. It's like, you know, we got to pay the Piper this year. We got to cut a lot of guys. And I guess they only have five picks. Like, I don't know if their setup's that great. You know, the Packers, they don't have Rodgers. They're not the same. The Giants, I mean, their two best players, their quarterback and their running back aren't even under contract. Right? The, the Rams, can their guys just stay healthy? I mean, think how many question marks on all these other teams. The Cowboys now have won 24 games in back-to-back years. The Eagles are clearly an elite roster, even if they lose some guys, like they got picks. And the Niners, they got everyone coming back. I'd say the AFC has more teams that it's devastating to miss the playoffs than there are playoff spots. It's 100%. Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincinnati, the Chargers, disaster. Baltimore, after they pay Lamar. Miami, um, the Jets, if they get Rodgers, they'd be on that list. Vegas, the Raiders. Denver, heard of them? The Colts? I, I think as long as Belichick's the coach, like the Patriots, like the they, Patriots, they do not expect to not be in the bunch, but Colts is too much. I don't know what I named them. The, the, the Jags? Did you say the Jags? I did not say the Jags, no. And they got Trevor Lawrence. They got like a top 
five or six quarterback in the league who's 25 years old and they got a Super Bowl winning coach, wouldn't you say they're going to be like a sexy offseason pick? Like people are going to be like, I could see them in the AFC Championship game. I mean, they gave the Chiefs all they could handle. Yeah. I know Mahomes got hurt, but. Gage says, odds the Niners-Eagles rematch in the NFC Championship game, I'd say two to one. Well, I don't think that Dallas can it's going to be hard to look at Dallas any differently by the time next year's postseason rolls around. Like, can they have a they 2021? They had a year that was incredible in the regular season and they fell flat in the postseason. This year, you, they would, had say, you, would, you would say this though, when your defense is that good, you can just make shit happen in a one game. It's football's just a one game thing, right? That's true. But I'm asking, can Dallas have a regular, can Dallas do anything that makes you believe like no, going no, no, into no. the next postseason? But I think this showing against the Niners this year, I would take them, and I took them pretty seriously going into the game. Like, if their defense is humming and they're a 12 win team, obviously the quarterback can he's can throw a couple picks as he did. But that defense can keep you. Like the Niners have a really good defense. The Eagles yeah. up until the Chiefs, that that front defense can just keep the game close. And in football, you don't get well. We got game three and four still. You just it, it gets weird. It got weird against the against the Niners this year. It's like, God damn, this thing's yeah. close. They don't slide, Elijah. They don't, you know, they play in they play in the same division. So one of them's going on the road. Yeah. Uh, and one of them's going to be the wild card. But um, so yeah, I mean, I think there's a good chance. I mean, the Super Bowl is in Vegas. Could what would be the worst Super Bowl matchup for the Raiders to host the Super Bowl? Would it be Chiefs Niners or Derek Carr? You know, like Derek Carr with the Jets or Derek Carr with the Saints. Yeah, but the one thing I would say is like, well, Derek's got a big house there. He's only been there a couple years. You know, it's it'd be a little different if they had been in Vegas his entire career. I know Mark's still there, but I think you know, for the Raiders to have Derek Carr come back and play the Super Bowl would be pretty bad. That'd be insane. It that'd be the biggest story. But I'm just you could argue that Niners Chiefs are just. It's weird. Like they view the Chiefs as a rival. Clearly, it's not. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I think that'd be the worst. I mean, it's a it's a pretty unique spot because they've got a, a matchup that like the, there's no matchup that. Well, there's only one NFC team that matters to them, right? Uh, unless Derek is traded in the NFC and then that team. There's not even a matchup that the Car- the Cardinals. There's nothing that you could have put in the Super Bowl that would, that would even affect the Cardinals fans. <laughs> you know? I, I would say if Denver, you know, that's another team that would, you know, be a kick Denver in the dick to the Raiders. You, you'd argue any of the any too. the Chargers too, because that just means like, God, are you guys just getting lapped? We already know the Chiefs are sweet, so it's like one of these other teams now, Super Bowl level team. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's crazy, but in theory, the Chargers. It's if you tell me just like they have a healthy season, it's not out of the realm of possibility they are a Super Bowl contender, right? They got no. good players. They, you know, they got a good quarterback. It's so hard to truly contend for the Super Bowl in the AFC. That's what's, yeah, it's very difficult. It's hard, but um, you got to figure Niners Eagles is going to get a prime time, a prime time slot. Like it's got to be a, that's a lock. It can't be a Thursday night game, but it's got to be a Monday night or a, it feels like a Sunday night game. Well, it's pretty clear in the NFC that with Rodgers being traded, there is going to be some sort of just NFC rotation on the Fox main game and the primetime games of the Cowboys, Eagles, and the 49ers. And obviously the Eagles and the Cowboys play each other in the division. Well, the Niners play that division too. So they play the Eagles and the Cowboys. 
which I, I, I do think we're starting to get a little momentum on the Cowboy situation. He played a couple times in the playoffs. Now you get a regular season game, yeah. which is good. Now I, I think the NFC, Most the games. one saving grace they have for kind of being a pretty average conference is the top of it. All these teams now are kind of – Eagles and Cowboys are a legit rivalry. And now the Niners, when you play a team back-to-back year in the playoffs, it starts to gain some momentum, right? The Giants just being a playoff team is great for the NFC. I don't know if that's a lock, though. No, I agree. Um, and then Detroit. Detroit being America's team. Turkey Day's team. Turkey Day's team. They're, they're becoming America's team. Jordan Love and Green Bay don't count them out. Um, I'm counting them out. <laughs> John, the 49ers staff, or what's left of it, uh, has a few holes to fill. D'Amico Ryan's hired Bobby Slowick away to be his pass game coordinator. He took the director of, uh, no, he took the defensive QC and the chief of staff, chief of staff, stereo guy. Uh, and then most recently, Corey Unland, who was the Niners defensive backs coach and defensive pass game coordinator. His contract was up. He goes to, um, he goes to D'Amico's staff as well. That hole's not huge. You know, new defensive coordinator. He might have guys. It might've been that, Corey Enlund wouldn't have come back anyway. Steve Wilkes, interestingly enough, for all of his history as a defensive coordinator, he was not the defensive coordinator coming into last year with the Panthers for Matt Rule. He was the pass game coordinator and he's coached DBs. So maybe that's not as big of a as big of a thing. What's interesting too is D'Amico hired Chris Harris, who some people thought would be a defensive coordinator, the DB coach at Washington, to be his DB coach. So he's got Unlin and Chris Harris in there. Um, so they have a pretty good DB group, but I think one thing that has gotten more difficult in the NFL, you used to be able to hold guys back when you had them under contract. Now, when you get elevated a position, remember it was only head coach and coordinator. It's every position. Now you, you can't remember all those guys that used to get blocked. Kyle used to do it all the time. Yeah. He blocked everybody. I've always thought like, I understand both sides of it. I'm not just like anti the business. Like if I, if I sign you to a three-year contract as my, quarterback coach i think in normal society i would always argue well if you got the opportunity well in the nfl i'm paying you six hundred thousand dollars and i've given you three years of insurance so even if i fire you after two like you're still taken care of if i give you some fake title and you're really only making a hundred thousand dollars more like it's kind of bullshit now if i'm legitimately giving you an upgrade and i think that's the pushback of a lot of head coaches in organizations is like some of these titles like it's it's kind of fake. You're not even giving them that much money. You're just stealing my guy, you know, and I think that's where it gets. You hire the coordinator, totally understand, right? You hire the quality control guy to a position, totally understand. But if I wanted to keep my position coach and you're giving kind of a flimsy title and he's basically still your position coach, I understand we're coaches and I'm sure it's not like they're going to openly bitch about it, but bitch behind the scenes. Like it's kind of bullshit. Yeah, yeah. But that's part of being a successful operation is I and mean, the Niners have gotten raided these last couple of years with, with Sala and this. I mean, that's a lot of coaches because for is. four years, he didn't lose really anybody. In some ways, he benefits if he's going to lose uh, a coach to lose a defensive coach who goes off and builds his system doing the things that the Niners want to do defensively. I don't know if I don't think, you know, I don't know. We'll see what happens with Steve Wilkes. Does somebody make him a head coach in 2024? But it's not the worst thing in the world if there's a few promising coaches on D'Amico's staff who learn D'Amico's defense. It's not the worst thing if 
Robert Sala has guys on his defensive staff. At some point, Kai will have to go outside for offense. He just had to go outside for defense. So he got two coordinators, and he had to go outside of his house for his defensive coordinator. What does he do the next time around? You know, I think Kyle will probably always command a high-level defensive coordinator, but may not be the worst thing in the world if, say, in a year, now he's interviewing Chris Harris, and Chris Harris has just spent a year with D'Amico Ryans. And, again, not that Kyle has a defensive system necessarily, but guys who play defense the way Kyle wants to play defense, there's a bunch of offensive guys out there. You count Greasy's going outside? Yeah, I count Greasy's going outside. Yeah. And it feels like it's probably a matter of time before Greasy's his pass game coordinator, right? I mean, you we're just like, fuck it. I'm going to go back and college, uh, call the second college game on ESPN. This is too hard. <laughs> feels like Greasy really like just got in into the meat of being a football coach. So, but my point is like, here's the other part of it, John. His his tree is still really fresh out there. We haven't yet had guys lose jobs from his tree and then come back. Lafleur lost the job, kind of. Didn't come back to him, but goes to McVeigh because that's always going to happen in the future, right? Like Matt Nagy coming back to Andy Reid, that type of thing. Yeah, that's I do think there will be some replenishment coming in the future and kind of this circle of life for Kyle Shanahan's coaches. I agree. I mean, Salah might be on the open market here in a year. I mean, Salah is another seven wins. He'll get fired. Seven wins. Yeah. Steve Wilkes might be. Well, especially if he has. You know, I saw we could talk about this in a minute, but there was a, the athletic reported that the Jets, it's Rodgers or Carr. That's how the Jets are viewing it. It's Rodgers, then Carr. That's what the Jets are. Well, who are their other options? Well, of course, right? yeah. Garoppolo. Um, but to your point, like it already was a high pressure situation, and now it's going to ratchet up when they get a quarterback. But who's to say he's better than Steve Wilkes? I mean, you were, you were telling me, relay to people what you, you watched. Uh, I, I, I would say that I would say this, though. Robert did lead the number one defense, whatever it was, before he got the Jets job. Yeah. You know, Wilkes has had success and been with the top defense, but he wasn't even the coordinator. Uh, I guess he was for one year after Sean McDermott got the job. And last year, you know, maybe he was calling plays, but he was also the head coach. And their defense was really good. I was telling you, I watched the Bussing with the Boys had Matt Rule on. And I was like, you know, I just kind of want to see what this guy sounds like. And it was, you know, he had his Nebraska thing on and Compton's have played in Nebraska. So he was talking about Steve Wilkes. And after like his first month on the job being around him, he went to him and was like, God damn, man, you're big time. Like kind of like, you know, anything in the future, if we have success, I can do to help you out. Like he, he was just, he, he didn't sound, sometimes rule can sound a little fake and a little collegiate. He sounded like real, like I rooted for those guys. I think their team's good. Because the one thing he kept saying is, I actually think the team, like whoever got that job, because at the time, Frank, this they probably recorded this middle of December. Maybe it was even early January, but they, they didn't have a coach at the time. He's like, I think they're actually pretty well equipped. Obviously, they got to figure out the quarterback position. Like they have a lot of solid players with high character. Because thinking about like what you said, why guys work all season, like why the Niners are so bitter. You work all season, you know you're good, and then it just gets rips away from you. You get very bitter. It When things are going well, it's easy to kind of maintain it. In football, you start like one and five. You're like, fuck this. I spent the last nine months working out. Now we suck. Like This is going to be hard to stay motivated. Clearly, the car, uh, the Panthers have some like pretty high character locked in because they kept fighting until the bitter end. Yeah. So, you know, and Steve Wilkes, 
clearly motivated them to get going. Now, Rule wasn't trying to take credit, but he's like, well, you know, we had a pr- we had a pretty solid group. We just had to get through those first five games. I've heard him say but- something. <laughs> <laughs> but- Coaches are the best, man. They'll be like two and 17 and be like, you know, I feel like the guys are really just, they're starting to figure out what we're teaching. <laughs> <laughs> Coaches are always doing that shit. Yeah, so I, you know, all this off-season talk when it comes to new coaches, when you are inherit something really good, or you come in like Bill O'Brien, we've seen it year in year out. Our entire it's just talk, right? And that's I would say in sports, the off-season and football is kind of the longest. And now there are so many elements like no one cares who your coaches are in the other sports. Like in football, you add coordinators. There is, I would say, in Division One college football and in the NFL, there's just an offseason like, we got a new guy, man. Like the Eagles are going to say offseason. If they hire a defensive coordinator, and let's say the guy's kind of famous, they will think they upgraded, and they'll talk all offseason. But then if he sucks through like September, they will be like, what the fuck is going on? And in football, you're not going to hear anything negative all offseason with Steve Wilkes, right? The players are going to love him. He's going to a lot of carryover from D'Amico, but I'm going to bring some of the, my core philosophies probably, but we're going to keep the the meat and potatoes. It's just going to be all like, I think we're going to be, might even be better. And after the draft, like we had like two more pass rushers, but let's watch the games, which we won't be able to for a while. But the, the standard is really, really high, right? Where Bill O'Brien, for example, is the opposite. Like if Mac Jones just throws 30 touchdowns next year and they win 10 games, it'd be like, we just found, you know, Bill Walsh reincarnated if you're a Patriot fan. it's And it's not just the standard. It is the standard. It's also, like, can they win with the ninth-ranked defense? Can they win? Can they compete? Can they be the one of the two seeing the NFC with the ninth-ranked defense? Well, the they, they, they would have been able to when Purdy started because of how many points they were scoring, right? They could have been winning games 35 to 25. Yeah. I, yeah, I still think they need like a top five defense to really compete to win the Super Bowl. Because well, they've like, had, they've had the a double- consistent top five defense, multiple coordinators now for basically four years straight years. And I'm not saying there's any reason that they should. Like they should again have a top five defense. You know, the Super Bowl is a shootout in the end. It, it if the Niners had played, you know, the Niners. Eagles game was not turning into it's very early, but it, it was a different game. And that honestly, that's part of the that's one thing Debo said that I agree with. He's like, look at what the score was at halftime. Like, look at what our defense was doing. And, you know, we all know how it played out, but you don't necessarily have to score 35 to win the Super Bowl. You might have beat Mahomes, though. But, you know, if your defense is one, two, three, four, whatever, like their defense, that team was good enough to win the championship. Because of your offense and your defense, it goes hand in hand. But I, I still think they need like. We'll see. Yeah, we'll, I'm, we'll see I'm not advocating here for like the 17th ranked defense. I know. No, saying. I know you're not. I know you're not. I just think, given how talented they are, it. We'll see. We'll see what it looks like. But if Robert Sal is available, I don't know. It might be tough for Steve for the Niners not to just go. Well, Steve Wilkes doing pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't think you know he'd have to be terrible for him to get fired. I'm talking more like he got a head coaching job. Oh, yeah. Because now you would say, I think he was pretty impressive this year, right? The league was just kind of noticing. The Panthers not only didn't quit, they were, like, pretty good. Like, you just watch them on a given week, they were just like, damn. I remember slamming the Detroit Lions. Was that Christmas Eve? And the Panthers just working them. It might have been the week before. It was a game in December, and the Panthers just kicked their ass. It's like, 
I think you come to Kyle and your top five defense again, he's interviewing for head coaching jobs. I, I, I would imagine year one. Now, I don't know if he gets it because sometimes it takes a little longer. How many defensive coaches just got hired in this cycle? Gannon, uh, I guess Frank, offense, Not Steichen, Peyton, offense. Peyton, offense. D'Amico, Texans, two. There weren't that many job openings this year. Butcherbox.com slash ham helps you make good decisions. Last night I was thinking about ordering out, and then I reached into the freezer, grabbed some ground beef, and all of a sudden it was homemade taco night. With ButcherBox, you don't have to worry about what's for dinner. ButcherBox is offering all of you your choice of weeknight meal essentials. You get peace of mind with ButcherBox because it's high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. You get the ultimate convenience because it's delivered right to your door with free shipping, as always, and you get the ultimate customization. Your customization might be, I don't know what to do. Send me the good stuff. And they send you the good stuff, curated. Right now, go to butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham, and you'll get either three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a year. Plus $20 off your first order. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Get on the Prize Picks app, just like me, and use the code ham50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Football season's over, but hoop season is getting hot. Tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high stakes basketball moments this time of year. So get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And you can get it on baseball too. I've got some season long, more or less picks on multiple stat projections on home runs. Uh, not off, not feeling great about Shohei less than 38 and a half right now, but I put that one in the app just because I wanted something to root against with the Dodgers. Prize Picks offers injury insurance so that your entries stay live even if one of your players get injured. So hoops, somebody leaves in the first half, no problem. Injury insurance. And on Prize Picks, you can win up to 100x your money with as little as four correct picks. I love it. It's Download the app today. Use code HAM50 for the first deposit match of up to $100. I got to tell you about the Eufy video lock. I've spent years trying to upgrade my security system at the house with one of those big name companies that, I'll be honest, sucks. I got the Eufy video lock and it's an automatic improvement. That's Eufy, E-U-F-Y, video lock. It's easy to install, just a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. And now I've got the keyless entry. I always go for walks. I don't want to take keys. I hate stuff in my pockets. I go without the keys. The fingerprint recognition lets me in in less than one second. There's no monthly fees. You have your recordings locally. You never have to pay for storage. I love knowing that doorbell ring was just a delivery. I don't have to jump up and get it. Or if I'm out of town, I can look. I can see the landing in front of the door and tell the neighbor, hey, do you mind swinging by and picking up something? I love the 3-in-1 video smart lock from Eufy, and you will too. So search Eufy Video Lock, E-U-F-Y Video Lock, or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Can I tell you about my friends? Very, very good friends. And mainly because I've been using this app for a long time. Game time. They are the best ticket app I've ever used. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. You want to go to a concert? You want to go watch Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond make a little playoff run? Well, that's where you use Game Time. You just download the app 
on your smartphone, and you can search any event, concerts, comedy shows, games, pro and college, search by price point or search by where you want to sit at the venue. It gives you Sightline on the app, and uh, it's really easy. Buying tickets in seconds with like two taps. I cannot recommend it enough. And here's what we're doing for you. When you use the promo code HAM, H-A-M, you save $20 off at checkout. That's promo code HAM at checkout and save $20 to any event. Download the GameTime app now. Tacovas, oh yeah. I was just looking at some pictures of a concert Luke Bryan, my wife and I went to, I don't know, 10 years ago. She had some old cowboy boots on. This is like a couple weeks ago, and I said, you, you need some new boots because we're going to see Luke Combs. So she went to tecovas.com, and they're just perfect. She loves them. You can do the same. You go to tecovas.com. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, handmade down in the boot capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. If you've ever wondered, can I pull off cowboy boots? Then you should pull on a pair of Tecovas, and you'll see they'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. And it's all kinds of Western staples. Trucker jackets, the perfect jeans to go with your boots, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. If you can't make it to a store, Tecovas delivers the most premium quality, most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world. The nerds will help you get smarter about balancing your portfolio and avoiding scams so your money is just as safe as betting against the Cowboys in the playoffs. Planning your tax bill so you don't dread April every year. And saving on travel. Vacations coming. You spend less on airfare, it means you're not choosing between surf or turf. It's surf and turf for dinner and maybe even an extra night stay. So listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. 
Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Thomas says y'all are super blind fans. That's why Noah's take no one takes us seriously as a fan base. Mahomes went nuclear with hardly any time. Jalen out there breaking records. Purdy's not doing anything those QBs are doing. I agree that he's not. That's why I think they need the a top five defense. But he literally was. Like he was like 16 and four through yeah, seven was, games. I, I, I do agree fundamentally, like to beat Jalen Hurts, who had 400 yards of offense. Patrick Mahomes had to do the things that only the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the sport can do. My argument would be Hurts wouldn't have 400 yards of offense against the Niners defense. Well, he didn't. He could barely complete a pass like yeah, we saw. That, that's, why you, that's why I think you can get away with it. How many yards did he throw for in that game? 150? I mean, it's, now they ran out the clock in the, you know, in the fourth quarter, but he was not passing. He, he looked way better passing against the Chiefs because their pass defense is not as good as the 49ers. I mean, it's... Now, the difference is also the Chiefs had a different game plan against Jalen, partly because he hadn't been running. So they were a little more up the field. But they they were also just shooting up the field. The Niners said, Jalen, we're just going to – we're not going to let you run around. And Jalen did kind of run around in that game, which is a positive. The Niners were not going to let him – you know, they were going to hold back. You're not going to scramble around. You're going to have to throw. The Chiefs were like, maybe he's not even into running right now because he hadn't really been because he'd been injured for the two playoff games. But his shoulder with seven quarter zone shots, you know, felt better probably. And 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 uh, the the rugby formation. Did you send me the, the tweet that like when Mahomes was limping off at halftime, someone's like, no human being in the history of America is going to have more drugs at halftime than Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> no, I didn't send you. That's good. That's good. But to be fair, like I did think when Hertz threw that touchdown to AJ Brown, yeah, that's something like the Eagles have a guy that can do things that most guys can't do. And the Chiefs obviously have that also. So it takes other things. Like yeah. the Chiefs aren't winning the Super Bowl of Patrick Mahomes. That's the way you can when you have Patrick Mahomes, you can get away with some stuff. Well, the difference is he his arm, like he did have AJ Brown wide open against the Niners and he overthrew him by eight yards. Now, yeah, I mean, but that was not the 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 touchdown. AJ Brown was just a step back and chuck it right, which I would do a lot if I had AJ Brown on my team. Yeah, the Niners do well, not they, have an AJ Brown, but neither do the Chiefs. Did the ball get tipped on the last throw of the game? I think he said, or someone said that is he said this at the end of the game that his cleat got caught. Oh, and he kind of slipped because the ball went like thirty yards. Okay. I talk about it. I, I think he said in his post game press conferences, cleat. He, he kind of blamed the field. You know, uh, talk about a dud finish. Not on the hail mary, just on the Chiefs taking a minute to get the field goal, and the Eagles not even getting a return. Yeah, it was sad. We got robbed again. Double robbed. Uh, all right, John. Here's a piece of news from Matt Barrows of the oh, there's John of the Athletic. The Niners are unlikely to pick up Javon Kinlaw's. Fifth-year option. Stunning news. Uh, Kinlaw, part of the 2020 class. And uh, that means he's coming into his fourth year right now. So the fifth-year options get picked up going into the fourth season. His fifth-year option would cost 
$10.4 million. He was the 14th pick of the 2020 draft, which was, uh, what, 11 spots ahead of Brandon Ayuk, whose fifth-year option is going to cost $14 million and feels like a no-brainer. Did you see Bob Myers talk about, like, you know, they knew he had been hurt early in the year, but then Gary Payton literally just played against them, so they assume, like, he had overcome the injury, and then when they make the trade and they see him, he clearly has a torn whatever inside, like in his oblique. Abductor? Abductor? Yeah, which, and he had been telling them, like, you know, we'd been shooting it up, I'd been playing through pain, they just said, keep getting it out. It's kind of like that with Javon Kinlaw at the Combine when the entire league sees that he's got a degenerate knee. The difference is most teams are like, we can't draft this guy because of that knee. And the Niners are like, pick 14, take Javon Kinlaw. And then through three years, it has been an utter disaster. An utter disaster. And at one point in time, you and I and most people are pretty adamant, just get him on the field. He's big enough. He at minimum just is might not be a positive, but he's definitely not a negative. Those clips in the last game were completely embarrassing. Now, I get he's playing a Hall of Fame center and another Pro Bowl guard. It, no one, everybody gets blocked. Bosa gets blocked. Micah LT gets blocked. J.J. Watt gets blocked. It's another thing to get tossed like a high school game. Like a guy getting tossed playing the guy that's going to Alabama and it's me or you lining up against him. That's how it looked. I don't know how you ever recover from that game because this year was a joke for him. And not it's no fault of his own, but his knee shot, like it's done. And I, I don't think he's a lock to make the team because I don't think you're doing this again with him. The money's the money. You get a four-year contract. And I think, you know, if you have two, two first-round picks in a given draft, under no circumstances can both guys be non-fifth-year option guys because that's just beyond a disaster. In a perfect world, obviously, you want both guys to be picked up. But at minimum, one of them has to be a no-brainer. And on the positive note for Javon Kinlaw, even though independently he has nothing to do with Javon Kinlaw, Brandon Ayuk is a guy that would have his fifth-year op- option picked up by every team in the league, which would there would be zero discussion. It'd be an automatic. You don't need to ask your owner. You don't get a meeting with your GM. It's just it's just understood upon. I would say Kinlaw would be a decline by all thirty-two teams. So there's not. It's not even you get a guy like McGlinchey would be a guy. You know, depending, he is not a lock every team in the league picking up a fifth-year option. Some teams might have a backup they think is better, but some but teams he's a, definitely. He's an NFL will. starter. He'll be an NFL starter. Yeah, and he's, you know, more than enough teams would pick up his fifth-year option. You agree Kinlaw is 32 teams in the league declining his fifth-year option? Um, yes. Yeah. I mean, he's played 10 games the last two years combined. Um, And not just 10 games, but. You know, let's not act like the incident in camp didn't happen. It did happen. So it became a distraction in a way also. Um, and he was proven wrong. And, and, yeah, and wrong. Um, and I think the strength issue, I'd be curious, like, to talk to Chris Kacarek. Like, why do you, is, is he not, because you've always talked about this, sometimes size doesn't equate to strength. But if your knee, if you don't have a strong anchor, it can also make you, if you don't have a good base, it it can weaken you significantly. Does that have anything to do with it? Well, how do you, how do you do squat and lower body exercises with a knee that doesn't work? Um, now holding the holding the point of attack is probably more. I bet if we just like went around a D line coaches, it's probably more your lower base than it is like benching. Like it's right. just, it's your feet, and he could not. His legs just moved as Kelsey 
Kelsey is not that big of a guy. But leverage, power, quickness, they embarrassed him. I mean, that, they embarrassed him to the point where I, I don't think you recover from that. Well, part of it is there's no high highs. Okay, you have some low lows. That's fine. That happens to everybody. But what are the highs? Where were the flash plays? Okay, you're not going to get that. Well, will you get some consistency of like at least we know for X 22 snaps a game, you're going to plug holes in the run game? They haven't gotten any of that. Um, and the other part of it is like opportunity cost. We know the defensive line coach for the 49ers is really good at taking players who cost less than $10 million and making them at worst rotational starters. So if you're giving the spot to this guy, you're not giving it to somebody else or to somebody's who might be able to, you know, contribute in a in a bigger way. So he's he's ten million dollars on the option, but that's in twenty twenty four. In twenty twenty three, he's making what? Four million bucks on the cap. Four point nine, excuse me. And so if you five. cut him, it's four point nine. So the number, the cap hit is the same as the dead cap. So you really you 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 can afford you make the decision based on what's best for your team. One hundred percent. It's not and, the dead cap is seven and his salary is two, and you're like, well, we'll keep him around. And I would say, so based could, on health, based on health slash performance, I, I would say his roster spot's going to be in major jeopardy going into you know, yeah, training camp because there's nothing he can do. It's not like he's going to be OTAs. You know, I mean, shit, he can't make it through three years. He doesn't practice very often. Well, it's, so it's, well, it's tough with the knee. Is he going to be able to put in the greatest offseason of his life? Right, he's, he can't go on the Bosa offseason plan probably. He requires rest. I think that's a good lesson for them. They they learned with Solomon Thomas, right? You got to be careful with character. Like the, the size, the, the the physical characteristics really matter. And he was overmatched. But it wasn't because like physically, like he wasn't falling apart. He just didn't have the physical characteristics. I think they went the opposite on this where there's like question marks. You know, he's like bounced around J.C., but you just see him, and you and I have stood close to him. He is a mammoth of a man. You know, if you just said this is a healthy individual and you had never seen tape, every single team in the league would take him, right? You just, we'll just figure it out. It's like the Eagles left tackle Jordan Mulata was strictly drafted off being six foot six, 330 pounds. He had never played football before in his life. So I, I understand taking a huge swing in theory, but not when the red flag's on a, on a knee. Like, that's... And listen, sometimes... A big, a, a big person medical. Yeah, Leonard Williams, remember when Reggie McKenzie, I haven't heard that name in a while, was deciding between Amari Cooper and Leonard Williams. And ultimately, they went with Amari because Leonard, remember, had like... People thought he might need shoulder surgery. And he has gone on... I don't know if he ever got it, but he's had a fantastic career. But Leonard Williams was a really good player in college. Like... At USC was not like he had to go to JC, he was at this little school Taft, and then he transferred to USC. It was like Javon was all over the map. I, I think it was it was a double risk on a on a huge swing that just was a swing and a miss. Well, it's also remember it was also a draft for need. It was like we're replacing DeForest Buckner. So emotions were high. I think that was part of it. Which if you're looking back, you just six TFLs his last year at South Carolina. Do you know what would be a better idea? Okay, we're going to have to take some big bodies inside. How about this? Throughout the draft, we just take two interior defensive linemen. But we don't have to force the round, but like it could be the third and the sixth. Yeah. Because stats would just show you, like historically, you're probably going to hit on one of them to just be a functional guy. 
you're not replacing DeForest Buckner. I, I think you're right. Maybe I even, I didn't even, I, maybe they just completely forced a need and they overlook some stuff. In a draft that I don't think, I mean, I wonder if they thought we need a blue, it's got to be a, we need a blue chip guy. And when are we going to draft high enough to get a blue chip guy at this position? You just don't get blue chip guys at this position. I don't think there were any other, the next defensive tackle went 40. So he was by far and away the most, you know, the highest graded defensive tackle. Who was the next defensive tackle? On their board, uh, Justin Matabuki for the Ravens. Who has eight and a half career sacks? I haven't looked, but he played 16 games this year. I don't know this, and I actually gladly take that. Started 16 games this year. I'd rather have Motobuki than uh I might be saying his name wrong, but Kinlaw's got what did I say? How many sacks? I think he said he had six career TFLs at South Carolina. No, no, no. His last year at South Carolina, he had six. Well, guy he only played two. They were all sacks. He was there for three years. I think he transferred in Ray Redshirt. Yeah, wasn't he a junior college guy? He went there originally. Something happened, left, maybe committed. Something weird happened. Um, I Neville the, the, Gallimore. The, the thing with him was, Cowboys. you know, he's up and down, but if you throw on their three best opponents, Georgia, Clemson, and like Florida, watch the tape. It's like, oh, well... Okay, so he gets up for the Yankees. Like, part of like, how does he play against? Like, he just doesn't try against the Orioles, you know? Like, I, yeah, I hope he's getting up for Georgia. So he's just mailing it in against fucking Kentucky. That that was the thing. He had a couple sweet plays in their three big games. I think a bowl game and definitely Clemson and Georgia. It's like, oh my god, it shows you like it's a little bit in basketball the NCAA tournament effect. You just got to be very careful with that. You know what I like? Will Anderson kicked ass for three years. You know, like uh, every time Justin Jefferson got the ball when he played in his career, made plays. You know what this guy did? Started for four years. Good player. Yeah. (laughs) Every day, answered the bell. Had a bad game. He's human. But for three straight years, 90% of them, high-level games. Got better every year. Good guy. Everyone likes him. No medical. I think sometimes, I know this for a fact. And I've talked about this. The Eagles got out of the business of like trying to outthink the room and just like, who's the most consistent player on the best teams? Are they available? Because if they are, just give me Devontae Smith. Oh, is he too small? I remember Buddy told me, because I was like, God, he he looks like he weighs 110 pounds. And he legitimately, I think, weighs like 165 pounds. I was like, John, do you understand that in practice when he's smoking Patrick Sertan, he's 165 pounds? Do you understand when he's destroying LSU? He's 160. He's played like this since he was one he's always been skinny and he kicks everyone's ass his entire life the only other question he could have answered if if he'd been like hit a lot by sec defenses but the, those guys were so wide open i don't know how much they really got hit but like he, he got the biggest fastest defenders also i think with him you'd be like well can i just i'd ask for some practice tape and i think he was working people in practice uh derrick brown was the other first round defensive tackle to the Panthers and he's had a good, he, he's had a but good he, game. but he, in fairness, he went above Kinlaw, right? Yeah. Yeah. He went eight. Yeah. Yeah. You think they'd trade Derek Brown straight up for Kinlaw? Uh, no. Uh, most expensive fifth year options. Burrow, obviously. Uh, Herbert. These are 29. These guys are both going to cost 29 million, 29, five. Um, Tua is going to cost, 
Where's Tua? Tua is going to cost 23. Decline. The fourth most expensive fifth-year option, Jordan Love, $20 million, Packers. The other thing, we mentioned Ayuk. What was there, five receivers in that first round? Um, Justin Jefferson, he's the most expensive you can be as a fifth-year option, $19.7 million. Jalen Rager. Uh, Decline. The Viking fifth-year option goes with you? Fifth-year option travels, yeah. Okay, so Vikings <laughs> could pick it up. Uh, CeeDee Lamb, seven, almost $18 million for his fifth-year option. Oh, it's based on draft position. And production. So how much you play if you've been a pro bowler. I think I, I like that. Very fair. Um, so Justin Jefferson's legitimately can't get any higher. Like he's max. Higher. <laughs> yeah. And and it's positional. So like Justin Jefferson was drafted 22nd. The only other guy who's maxed his expense is Tristan Wirfs. And he's 18 too, but he was drafted, you know, higher. Nine spots higher. Got you. Got you. So like Burrow and Herbert, they're maxed. Correct. No, Burrow, if he'd made another – how many Pro Bowls did Burrow have? Did he, not have, did he not make the Pro Bowl last year? Mahomes, Allen, Lamar. Yeah. Okay. As the originals, but then the yeah, frauds sneak OG in. OG votes. Um, Derek Carr, John, it's officially <laughs> over. The Raiders cut him today, which really, when you think about it, why'd they wait till like 20 minutes before the deadline today? But they did. They took their sweet-ass time. Raiders took their sweet time to cut Derek Carr. He's gone. The era is over. And um, you said to me before the podcast, I think you're right. It's kind of a fitting. It kind of fits the way the whole thing went. When I say the whole thing, because it's not just Derek's, it's the Raiders side of it, too. The whole thing just never quite worked. And in the end, there was no trade that would have worked for everybody. It just went out with a whimper. It's really unthinkable. I mean, guy, in recent memory. We have a shot, Matt Ryan, who was owed a ton of money, get trade a shot like he's not good. I mean, justifiably benched this year and it hasn't looked good in a couple of years. And got traded really expensive. Got traded for a third round pick. Carson Wentz two years ago got traded for what turned out to be a first round pick. Derek is better than Carson Wentz, and then after he proves Derek beat him. Remember two years ago, head to head like week 16 that ultimately indirectly knocked the Colts out of the playoffs because they lost the next week to the Jags. Then he got traded after the season to the football team commanders for like a third and a third. It was crazy to lose Derek Carr for nine years. And it's not like you won that much. So, you, you know, you went through some tough times, but he clearly had earned the respect of the league for nothing. We understand why they did it because they signed this fake contract and to sign the fake contract, you had to give him something. And the no trade clause was his agent deserves a lot of credit on this one because it's an all time like, how did it end like this? All quarterbacks guy, they, they would have been better off giving him 60 million last year or something and amortized over three years and eating a little bit this year and trading him for like a second round pick. Right. We're not talking about a. Yeah, I agree. Because you would always buy picks if you can, right? They get nothing. Like you, if you said his value, if he was under full team control as a third round pick, what would that have cost them to get a, to buy a third round pick? Or a but second? if he, but if he was under team control at like a relatively normal number, let's say like twenty eight million or something. Yeah, then you're right. He's a second. I think he gets a second round pick. I agree with you. 
which is worth all it's worth all you buy stuff you would buy you would kill to buy a second round like pick. the saints especially after you just traded picks for Devonte. you're saying the saints would trade a second and their their second's pretty good well there'd be multiple teams right that's what would create at minimum a second round pick is the saints would want to do it the jets if they don't get rogers would want to do it there'd be multiple teams that the giants would want to do it i think hell the patriots might want to do it feels like bill and mac are buddies they're softening the Bill, Bill O'Brien and Matt. Oh, Bill O'Brien. Um, I, I think the other part of it is it's not like Derek. We there's debates about you know is he the same quarterback, but the debate is not you know oh Derek used to be a top fifteen fringe top ten now he's twenty fifth. Like he's still a borderline, or maybe not even borderline top fifteen quarterback in the NFL. If you think it's crazy. To me, it's hard to even get a top 10 list. This, you know, It's hard to get a top 10 list of quarterbacks that everybody would agree on. Like next year, it'll be Mahomes, Brady, Burrow, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Aaron Rodgers. Was that a Freudian slip about Brady or was that like a joke? Did I say Brady? Yeah. Oh, let me start again. Mahomes, Herbert, Burrow, uh, Hurts, Josh Allen, Rodgers. There's six. I think if Lamar's playing, he'd be in the. He'd oh be yeah, in absolutely. There. Lamar, forgot about Lamar. There's seven. Watson's a little bit of a wild card. Trevor Lawrence, Dak. I, I think Trevor Lawrence would be a top ten guy. Okay, now we're at eight. Dak, I think's right, right around there. Nine. Now 10-ish. we're at nine. Yeah. Like Cousins probably fits sure. right in eleven, twelve. Yeah, yeah. You know, if Geno did, Geno half the year, Geno was a. But my point is, like, you start debating who the best quarterbacks are in the league are when you get to, like, 8, 9, 10, 11. So by that measure, Derek is easily a top. Just, like, generally, he is a top 15-ish. He's around 15 quarterback. It's not like, like the 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 schlub quarterbacks. Well, Carson Wentz guy was bottom 10. Matt Ryan was bottom 10. Bottom 10 when they got hated. Matt Ryan was bottom 10 and expensive and old. Liked, though. But liked. But I'm just saying, like... <laughs> Derek is top 15-ish, healthy, not expensive. If he was even if he was under contract, he'd be, you know, like you said, maybe he'd be 32 or whatever million. Put it this way. Not a bet, like good guy, you know, it's it, just if the if the Arizona Cardinals had Kyler Murray injured, everyone hates him, or just Derek Carr under contract on the team, would their job have been more desirable? That's a really good question. Um, I've heard by pretty credible people it was a toxic job. Just because of Kyler? Well, because that was a name you didn't list. And if healthy, Kyler is a... I left him out too. Kyler's a better player in a vacuum than Derek. Hell, he beat him this year, right? With, honestly, some miraculous plays, right? Remember that little runaround he had? Like Was that like week two? It was incredible. Throw in overtime. I think the two-point conversion. It's fucking sweet. But like his overall package, I don't think a lot of people would mess with him. So it's like where I think you have to factor in the guy. All those people you listed, the only one that really has red flags like Aaron because he does ayahuasca and it's kind of weird, but he's not. You just if he's trying, you win with him. He's, and he's better than bad. his weirdness. Yeah. You would and take. he's not he's not that weird. You know, real. You, Kyler's like people don't like him. Right, it's like God. He's he's miserable. 
So one thing Derek has is like going for him is a positive energy. I mean, this goes back to Stafford, who was much better than Derek viewed. All right. If you just pulled GMs, if they're both available, every GM in the league would take Matt Stafford. And rightfully so. He went for two fucking ones. You know what we didn't name was Darnold. Darnold went for a two, three? Two years ago. He went for a sixth, a second, and a fourth. I I think if you're gonna go through the headache, if you're a fan of having this one guy, and he was a very polarizing player, partly because he they just didn't win that much, which wasn't all his fault. Though sometimes it like some of the game individual games were his fault. To lose him for nothing when you just listed Sam fucking Darnold went for a second round pick. Third, third. Third. It's pretty nuts. No, sorry. Second. I think they got a third back. You know, I think when you factor it in, I don't know exactly how it all went down, but which I actually thought was a risk worth taking. <laughs> Niners, yeah. Sometimes it's the deals you don't do that, that are good too, right? Niners. But they weren't going to make him their backup quarterback, but they probably, I mean, they were going to make him the backup, but they, they wouldn't have drafted Brock Purdy. It just shows you the high end, right? Like when Stafford or, you know, people thought Russell was good or what Rodgers definitely would have gone for last year to the Denver Broncos. Even this year, he threatens to retire all the time. What would you say at minimum they're getting? Like a one and a three at minimum for Aaron Rodgers? Um, I'm pausing to think that. Okay, I'm the Jets. Minimum might be You're Gudikins. Uh Two twos. That's our offer. No, what I'm thinking is you have to offer more. So when I say two twos, what do you say back? Well, I say no. Yeah. But when you say one and a three, I might say it's got to be two ones or it's got to be a one and a two. So my point is the high end of quarterbacks is the equivalent of like buying homes for like 10 million bucks. Well, the low end of quarterbacks of a guy that you think can be your starter and be a top 15 guy isn't like get this real estate for like 250 K. It's still like 2 million bucks. I love the red finance. We're like Redfin. Oh, this house looks great. It's like 375. It's like, Oh, cool. Beautiful. Seven bedrooms on three acres. Yeah. It doesn't exist. So I think that really hurts. And I, I think if they could have a redo, which is not the way the world works, they would have been better off playing his contract out and franchise tagging him. And they would still be able to trade him at minimum for a three and probably still like a two and a four. You have to wonder if they viewed it like the most important thing to them was to was the money and not the value. Let's make sure we don't get stuck with any money, right? Which is fine, but if that was their number one goal, they should have just played it out. Yeah. Because the free they still they who else were they tagging? I guess they, they find themselves in a position like gonna tag a running back, but like are they really gonna tag a running back? Max, when did Crosby do his deal? Were they going to tag him under contract? Oh, I guess. He, but I'm saying when they he, did Derek's contract, he would he would have done it. Yeah, in the off season. So I'm saying yeah, when they you, did Derek's deal, you're right. I'd have to look. At, I'd have to look at the date. So yeah. To me, though, the last thing they should have done is Derek, because they had the most questions. Like Crosby, you shouldn't have that. Like obviously, you want Crosby on your team. Devontae, what was the rush to like? It's, it was a little bit like they tried to outthink the room. Like when you give these extensions to coaches, they're like, bro, you didn't need to do that. I, I, I kept saying it last year about Cliff. I think, well, part of it, to be fair, they would have thought 
we're going to make, he's going to have a great year. Josh McDaniel's going to make him, you know, his best self. Yeah. Or if he's just a solid player for us, it's still a really good deal. Right. Cause we're in control of it year to year. We're not going to do Matt Ryan, but like Matt Ryan still netted them value back. You know, I just, yeah, I'm just saying, I'm not saying that, that they, they ultimately at least lead by cutting him with, you know, just it's, it's, the money's dry, right? They're not eating like $40 million or even $25 million dead cap. But I think cutting a guy, cutting an asset guy for nothing, for nothing. I mean, I, what do you think teams would be willing to pay dead cap for a second round pick? Like, what would you go? You know what? $12 million dead cap, but we got a second. That's a good deal. Is that too much? Is it 15? I, it's hard. I, yeah, I'd have to, I don't, I don't know. I have to ask. It's, that's a complicated question. Yeah. Probably depends where the set, like, 35 is probably a lot more valuable than 56, right? Yes. Like, if I told you that the Saints would have had no problem if if the money, like, if he was just under contract trading their second-round pick, which is they have the 10th pick in the first round, which the Eagles have, so that means they have there's the second round starts at pick 32, pick 42. Think how valuable just pick 42 is just to people in the league for a guy that you're getting nothing back. And again, it's it's not the worst case scenario because they're not cutting Matt Ryan's contract, right? So it's not uh, it's not screwing the Raiders, but just when you've gone this far to get nothing, God, that's just bad business. The result is just awful. You can argue how they got here, and I, it's up for debate. And I I understand part of where they're coming from. I know you but, do, but your counter is it's just somehow nobody ever ends up in this situation. Ever someone in the chat, Tannehill got remember Tannehill is like injured all the time. Is he even that good? They got a fucking fourth round pick for him. Uh, it, it actually turned out that was actually probably a pretty good deal for the Titans in the sense yeah. of like that's pretty good value. Yeah, you always get something, always hell for random shitty guys. You get like, hey, we'll give you a sick for that guy. Most starting players it's in the Eddie NFL Bridgewater, have some I think value, sixth or seventh. I think exactly I think all the time, sixth. No value. Like his value is like the same as like Kinlaw next year. Just yeah, but but, that, but no, because he has value. People want to sign him. Well, yeah, to other teams. So when it's a when it's a a little uh, when it's a when it's in your house, no value. When it's in, but that's the thing. Like, so what is the value that cutting Derek gives them some cap space? But like Aaron Rodgers is not a free agent. Because I'd say, well, if it helps them, you know, make a big offer to Aaron Rodgers, I'd be like, okay, I, you know, I could, you could justify it. But like, or if you were to be able Brady to, tra- decided to stay, exactly. But having that extra pick, like, what Garoppolo. if that's the, what if that's the difference in like, the Jets just outbid the Raiders? Oh yeah, in a trade, you know, that extra ammo, like having ammo in these trades, matter. Yeah. Or or like, hey, we really wanted to trade up for CJ Stroud, but we just didn't have enough juice. Right. Well, did you see um Jim Ursay? You know, the Colts have the what do they have? The fourth pick. Ursay said at the press conference for Shane Steich and the new head coach today, oh, that quarterback from Alabama looks pretty good. Like Ursay made a comment about Bryce Young. So that's the first thing I'm like, well, where's he drafting? Drafting four. Okay. They, like without knowing all their picks off the top of my head, they're there's a couple defensive players that'll go high. They're in striking distance, but they they probably can't sit at four and get Bryce Young, right? Did you know that Shane Steichen was born in 1985? Do you see that guy today? See how old he looks? Looks like 50. 
He's like Nicolas Cage in like 2006. He's really he's very tall. But but his, but like his I don't know. Skinny. But his facial structure and the way his receding hairline, he looks 50, not 1985. Weren't you born in 1985? I was. He does not you look like you were born in 1985. He looks like he was born I said 1965, making a joke on Twitter. But if you said, honestly, this guy was born in 1974, very believable. Does not look like he's born in 1985. I wonder if getting fatter would make him look younger. I think it's like the way his receding kind of is. I think his face just kind of looks weathered. He just kind of looks weathered. Here's a photo of him shaved, and he looks makes him look younger. I thought he just looked old. Yeah. Uh, so Shane Steichen goes to the Eagles. Jonathan Gannon, is that deal done yet to the Cardinals, or is that yeah, just a reported? I, I mean, I, I, Cardinals. I mean, hope you guys enjoyed when you were nine and one a couple years ago, because that feels like the most relevant you're going to have for like the two years before and the three years upcoming. You, you're about to embark on a tough stretch. Feels like from a Niners perspective, could have been a lot worse in terms of who the Cardinals hired. Now on the flip side, Cardinals haven't been that good, um, and. You do, you know, we'll see, like, what do the Eagles do with defensive coordinator? You do have to go through them to get to the Super Bowl. So, you know, your gain, because maybe the Cardinals don't have a proven head coach, could be your loss if the Eagles end up with a better defensive coordinator. I do think people seem, I know he doesn't have a lot of experience, but Brian Johnson, I think it seems like, you know, the Philly guys, there's some optimism that maybe they're just, they just step from one really good offensive coordinator to another one, kind of the way the Niners did with defensive coordinator for the last two hires. But D.C. is a big question for them. And I think you and I have talked about this. Like, what are the odds that both of those guys are very good head coaches? Low. I mean, 50-50 probably. One likelihood is one of them will be solid and one of them won't. I will expect them to get a more proven type guy. If you tell me, like, Mike Zimmer or... You know, not Rex Ryan, but just you know a name. They're like, whoa! Like I, I'd be shocked if it's like they're going for their. They don't have a D'Amico on staff, and I he just had a younger kind of unproven guy who, ironically, somehow got a head coaching job. I understand. Like I saw Albert Breer. Like you can't judge a guy off a head coaching job off one performance. But like, remember you, you and I talked about it when you were doing your podcast research. I talked to these people in Philly and just kind of. I follow so many people on Philly. He was not like, we got our Robert Sala here. This He was in the fan base. Mm-hmm. Who People can say they're extreme all they want, but like you watch their team against better offenses. I mean, they gave up a lot of points. So I, I don't know who the names are out there. Like Fangio fucking was on the payroll, but he's not available. Lovey Smith. Brian Flores got hired, right? To me, Flores would have been definitely a guy that I could see them interviewing. This is where Dean Pease. I, I think the yeah, I think the argument from these coaches are like we get like we're we're like behind the eight ball because we're having success. You're better off being really shitty. You just gotta interview all these coaches, pick and choose when to hire. It's kind of unfair the hiring cycle for the good teams. I agree, Josh Boyer. Was the fired by the Dolphins? Was with New England for a while? Because could Howie have just? I I mean, I'm sure they had some inclination. He could very well be the next Arizona coach. But 
you know, if you're Vic Fangio, you've been around long enough. You're like, hey, this they have like a three-year, $12 million offer on the line for me. What am I supposed – like maybe he gets the job? Well, what if he doesn't? For people you know? that missed the story, the Eagles paid Vic for two weeks to be a consultant. They had paid him all season. Oh, they paid him all season. He'd been a consultant the entire season. Remember, that was the thing like, how's Kyle letting him into camp? Like, well, that was fucking six months ago. The, the report before the Super Bowl was – Maybe they extended it two more weeks. Maybe that's what the story was. Because I saw it two weeks to help them prepare for the Chiefs. So maybe he did like additional consulting, but I guess he, he probably did. couldn't have done that once he took the Dolphins job. I think the report I read that he was doing that regardless, like if he became a DC, like part of the deal was he was going to help them out. And really the way he helped them out was like self-scout their offense. Mm. Like he was helping the offensive coaches. But I my my overall issue is if you're the Eagles, it's kind of bullshit. Like, if like I, I don't know. Same with the night. Same with anyone that has success. Well, I, like, I totally agree. I don't know the correct answer to fix it, but I don't know if there is one other than you've got to have guys internal guys. What about just a universal start date of interviews start today, or you know Monday? After Meaning that, but so teams who fired their guy a month ago have to wait until today. Something it would make like the off season a little more interesting. You push Mike everything Patton. back a month. Mike Patton. Yeah, I mean, Chip I Leonard. I could see them offering a lot, but I have a buddy that knows him pretty well. Who? Jim Leonard. Yeah, that was like you know, he doesn't like his wife loves Wisconsin. Like they don't want to leave Madison. Obviously, he's a really good coach. I mean, he, remember last year he turned down the Packers. He's your kind of rare. He's immediately like D'Amico. Everyone realized he was sweet, but it, it doesn't quite feel like D'Amico clearly had the ambition of a coach, right? Moved to San Francisco, which he had never played for, started at the lowest rung, worked his way up, then became a head coach. Like Jim just was like, I want to be a defensive coordinator at my own mater. It's fucking sweet. But then once Fickle and those guys broke up, he's like, I'm cool. We're just chilling. Because how many colleges would have hired him as their defensive coordinator immediately? Yeah, you would think a lot. Or like Saban would at least make him his linebacker coach right away. Immediately. Uh, not that he didn't play for him. How about Houston's head coach? Who's that? Wade Phillips. Is he still tweeting? Uh, Houston Renegades. Sorry. He's coaching the <laughs> Renegades. Oh. Is that USFL or XFL or AFL? XFL. I don't know if he's their I don't know if he's their coach. This thing says he presides over them. Does that is he their GM? I don't know what that means. Do you do you think we get a bombardment that first week of the USFL games on Fox of like football people on Twitter we, acting like this is sweet? The, clearly there was a something was up the last time. Everyone was tweeting about it. Like everyone's getting paid on I didn't neither one of us got anything, but I don't Yeah, I could see it coming back. I can oh, what if there's it. like an email list you have to get on as uh you know the, the the media people that you know they all are on the same whether it's politically or sports wise like is there something you can sign up for like we do with ads you know to get you know money hey we pay the x amount for these many tweets for for this story just gotcha. uh, we, so we need you are tweeting like watching the the state of the union like, yeah, <laughs> we're always tweeting about the state of the union yeah it's just made no it'd be it's more like you got to take stances on, poli- on on specific things like you pick a side right mm. you pick the side of being that's very pro the usfl 
that what happened with the USFL was everyone just tweeting like, this is working. This is work. Oh, so maybe it was. Everyone. Yeah, with an, with an upstart league, it's just being ultimately positive on it. You mean whatever, what clearly happens with F1? Everyone acts like they watch it. Yeah, probably. I, I, I do think the Netflix series probably got some yeah, fake I, excitement. I know. I'm just saying, like, it's been a while since someone told me what uh, Max Verstappen was up to. It seems to have subsided. A it's little it's bit. quieted. Yeah, it's quieted. That <laughs> like, was going strong there for a minute. I do think their season ended. I, I've never watched a race, but yeah, I no, I, it did. I think, I guess, but. There was a lot of time on my timeline where everybody was acting like everybody was watching F1. Well, here's the problem, right? Clearly, got, like everyone's bought into it. Like there's invested they, money. They got four seasons already, right? On F1 or several seasons. They don't have 800 racers. There's only 10 teams with two racers each. Right? Well, they, get so the like, owner, they get the team owners, right? They get but they've back. already, it feels like they've and, kind of thrown all their pitches. They, haven't they talked to everyone throughout all the seasons? Uh. From Ryan on the stream, he says, we'll know something up when Ham is breaking down the Tampa Bay Bandits versus the Houston Gamblers. I might be invested. I don't know. I, I can't say yet that I won't be uh, deeply invested, John. We'll see. Like, I love golf. The I, expect, swing I expect the Netflix golf one to be probably pretty meh. Pretty meh? I just think it's pretty difficult. Like, the one thing F1 always had in the back of their pocket... That guy just fucking blew up going 200 miles an hour. Like, does it really that cool when Jordan Spieth hit a seven iron? <laughs> I don't well, know. I mean, there's they'll have like, the music well, and stuff. But the thing about the F1 thing that was cool is I was learning. Like, I didn't know shit. So this whole new world was opening up to me, right? Like hard knocks, I've seen it. Like, I yeah, I know what training camp looks like. One, but what happened in hard knocks? People stopped talking badly about people on their own team, right? You couldn't yeah. get in. Well, what is what happened in F1? the people that ran the different, you know, Mercedes or Red Bull would talk shit about the other one and have no problem. Like we just, we've been button heads for years. Yeah. That is definitely not happening in golf. Like I've heard the tennis one. Have you watched that? Uh, the, uh, what's his name? I haven't. Is not good because yeah. it's like, and they're going only Curio, right? do Curio. so much. Is that the curious thing or is that something different? I think Netflix did a special kind of like golf and F1 on yeah. like inside the, the tour, you know, sure. That's that, where they got that it, video of Rafa running up and down, running. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And the guy like going like this. Well, it's like after you ask everybody what they think of uh, Patrick Reed, you kind of run out of guys. Well, ex exactly. And they all here's the other thing about those guys: they already say what they think about Patrick Reed. The, the, now, now the the one curveball they would have to throw in season two is a lot like F one. Lewis did not do it. Now, Tiger. after the first season, and he realized it was pretty cool. He agreed to do it. He gave them 20 minutes, one sit down, and they just slowly played it throughout the season. I read <laughs> it's like Rory, Tiger and Phil are not participating. If you tell me season two, you get you get one full episode on Tiger, like at his house with his kids doing shit. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell check you, it man, out. Tiger versus Phil in their prime. That would have been the time to do it. Streaming didn't exist. What did Tiger's mom call Phil? Fatty or something, something like that. Lumpy, lumpy. They called him Lefty. She called him Lumpy. <laughs> In fairness, you see some old picks. But this is what I'm saying about Gannon. Like Jonathan Gannon, what was I watching? I flipped on TV and there was this. Oh, it was, it, it was NFL Network had this show, or maybe it was ESPN about the Miami Dolphins, the team that never lost. And, and Don Shula, you know, is the head coach in 1972. 
And in the offseason, signs this guy because he used to be the coach of the Colts that was his backup quarterback with the Colts. He's old veteran quarterback to be Greasy's backup because he's like, great guy, loose, good for the locker room. He's very old. They say he's like the oldest guy in the league. He's 37. In 1972, I swear to God, he looked 68 years old. <laughs> it was like, this guy's 37. Don Shula, who was like 40 at the time, looked dramatically young. I mean, he looks so old. And Jonathan Gannon has this, or not Jonathan Gannon, but Steichen. Like, even Gannon, he's 40, but he kind of looks 40. Like, he looks his age. Most guys now, even coaching, right? LaFleur, McVay, Kyle, Vrabel. This, he just looks a lot older than he is. I'm telling you, the press conference is crazy. You're just like, he's 37. Honestly, if he was 43, it'd be more understandable. 37, like, that's pretty young. Does he kind of look like Adam Gase to you? Maybe that's it when you kind of got the skinny, stressed-out look at Canadia a little bit. Rodgers has that going on. Sirianni kind of is the chubbier version going on. <laughs> Sirianni. Sirianni has a young, you know, he's has a young energy, though. When you're in a cold-weather city, too, how often Steichen been in the sun the last three months? Because even when they're outside of practice, one, they're probably in the bubble half the time, and the other times the sun's not out. Yeah. So he, I mean, in fairness to him, he hasn't seen the sun that often. No. Doesn't sleep. We know that's important. Probably doesn't. Well, I mean, what's Sirianni bringing to the table? So you got to do all the game plans. You know? <laughs> I, I heard Papa say, was today was like, I wonder, is Sirianni going to call plays? I'm like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I think those days are done. Ted Wynn was like, well, um, I think Sirianni likes having the big picture view of the game. He just enjoys managing the game. <laughs> Like, yeah, Howie Roseman won't let him call plays anymore, I don't think. It's going to be Brian. That's, that's a hard one because it's like Sirianni obviously is doing well for himself, making yeah. six, seven million dollars. But ultimately, you're another like 12, 13 win season away from like, am I doubling this thing? And then you go to negotiations like, well, we don't let you call the plays. We we tell you what to do on the go for it. We like your vibe and everything. We'll give you a 10% raise. You know, it's like baseball, right? Like, hey, we're doing every, we're managing the game for you. I don't know why we're paying you so much. Sucks. Dan on the stream says, "Did you guys see how Andy Reid celebrated when he back back at the can got back to Kansas City? Pizza fifty one, large pepperoni and mushroom, and a salad to make himself feel better. Better. Is Pizza fifty one a restaurant? Sure, it is. He's probably a consistent consumer there. <laughs> One. Yeah. Oh my God." These pies are huge. Oh, next time you're in, next time is Portnoy did one. I, I actually stumbled upon this place. I guess there's this famous place in Phoenix that he's supposed to be the best pizza on the West Coast, which it's like Dave, you heard of Tony's, but Dave thought it was kind of overrated. It's like an hour and a half walk, or I mean, line the moment it opens. But then he went to this other place like downtown Old Town Scottsdale. It's called Craft. Uh, 64. I just stumbled upon it with mm -hmm. Mar Maria kind of knew about it, but we were kind of walking by. I was like, oh, let's try that place out. Fantastic. Even Dave was blown away. It's really good. Craft 64. Good. He is a good review. Looks very good. Sometimes if I'm just bored, I'll just watch his pizza reviews. <laughs> it's like instead of the food channel. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes the food channel, like they have dumb shows going. You know, it's, that's right. Kind of, it can be hit or miss. Uh, my favorite food channel is like anything that's in the same ilk as 
uh, Guy Fieri show. It's like, I need you to be in one city and hit like five places in that city. Exactly. It doesn't like show called the pizza show. That's not, that's a lot of pizza. I like that. One, like, I, I can't really do like, I'm in this in a safe way with three people cooking for Bobby Flay. You tell me six random ingredients and oh, then I mix it. It's like, I, games. yeah, but they have a lot of shows that are under that umbrella. It's like, yeah. I'm never making this. I'm no one's ever eaten this. Just go to restaurants that if I'm ever in that city, I can remember like, oh, I should check that place out. Yes. Yeah. Well, people like the people like there are people on earth that like to cook their own meals. I'm not one of them, but well, like CNBC, just replay Shark Tank basically 24 seven. If they don't have normal program, just re just replay DDD 24 seven. If you don't have other problems that some of those episodes, I don't know if you've seen them lately, look so old now. Like some of these restaurants are out of like long business. (laughs) Who cares? I, I just get a lot of enjoyment of a guy in the kitchen taking a bite of something juicy. Yeah, I'm with you. He, what, you notice he always loved the food. It was incredible. I didn't other mind. I don't forget the name of the show, the fat guy that goes like this. You ever seen that one? And he just eats an enormous meal and he usually like. Oh, he lost struggles. a bunch of weight. You know, the guy that goes like this as yeah. the food's coming uh, out. That, was that man versus food or something? Yeah. Like Joe. Sucker, sucker for that one, too. Yeah. He got skinny ish. That's sad. Yeah. Probably probably couldn't have sustained the way he was going. Probably not. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thanks for hanging with us. Adios. No. Later. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.